1: Happy Friday morning, everybody! Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. Belongi, I keep—I have a really a mental block. I actually thought it in my head before. Belongi. Ryan, how are you? Sorry about that.
2: Hey, I'm good. It's—it's it's not your fault. It does not. Uh, It's—it's
1: kind—it's of, kind of my fault. The name hasn't changed. I just can't figure out a way to uh, to. I, I just choke right but when I get to, get to the big moment.
2: It's okay. It does not look like how it sounds. Um, but yeah, anyways, do, doing good. Looking forward to uh, getting into the slate today. Just a quick, a quick sort of recap about last week. If there's anything we can learn. You, it mean, was, you mean
1: the weirdest NFL week of all time?
2: Yep. Um, just another week. I know I, I bring this up a lot, but I, I'm, I'm a, I will always bring this up. There's never, there's never such a thing as a lock in the NFL. Um, <laughs> Zeke, was the chalky running back. I mean, he did okay, but kind of busted. I think he finished with 11 points or something sort of got a few at the end. Um, Amari Cooper had two catches. Um, Tyree Hill was the most popular, expensive receiver. He had his worst game of the season. Uh, the Cowboys had a 30 implied total. They had zero points midway through the fourth quarter. Um, so, so yes, yeah, yeah,
1: you, you left out the fact that the Bills scored six points against the Jaguars. Like, that's right. it, like, I don't know. It, it's impossible. It was, one, like, it was just a weird We, we Everybody, we always talk about how this week is weird in the NFL. This season's weird in the NFL. I get it. Like, we always say that. But last week actually was really weird.
2: Right. I didn't even think of Josh Allen because so yeah. many, so, you know, almost everybody, you know, didn't get there. Um, but, yeah, it's just. You know, I had a bad week last week. Maybe my worst of the season. I feel like that's the second time on this podcast I've said that now. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just—it's just a reminder to you know get off the chalk. I—I I, I know at least for me, sometimes we get married to certain plays that you feel like they just have to get there. You know, they're in such good spots. But especially for GPPs, um, it kind of just makes sense to fade. You know, the the chalkiest running back or the chalkiest receiver. I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes they're going to get there, but most yeah. of the time, you know, they're not. You know, we've seen we've seen, you know, the quote unquote best plays bust, you know, at least 50 percent of the time, especially recently. And uh, in tournaments, there's just huge edge to playing somebody else. Like, uh, for example, Nick Chubb, who was in a great spot last week. You know, most people played Zeke or or even went cheaper than that. And Chubb goes off, you know, stuff like that happens every week. Um, so. Just don't ever think that there's guys you have to play. I think that's just the, the main takeaway. Yeah. I actually weirdly
1: did did pretty well last week. I was profitable on I – I think it was a little bit down on one site and good profitable on the other side. I played, I played Herbert and Lamar Jackson, though, so it was one of those things that I, I avoided I avoided some of the landmines. I avoided Mahomes. I avoided Josh Allen, which was nice. Uh, I had Chubb on my main FanDuel team and my secondary DraftKings team, I think. So I uh, – and I weirdly, I ended up with Cordell Patterson too. Like as I, as the week went on, I, I looked at Patterson. I was like, I just thought the price was too cheap, but I had a lot of Zeke. Um, I had some receivers that didn't show up. So I didn't, uh, didn't really dominate, but uh, it turned out, uh, you know, Bill. pretty good for a, for a weird, uh, a weird week. I was just the, the Herbert. uh, I had had Herbert Allen in one team, which is great. And I had Herbert and Williams on the other team, which not as
2: good because, you know, Williams was not as involved, but uh, uh, it was uh, my boy Herbert
1: finally stepped up for me. That that was, that was
2: nice. Yeah, that was a great play. Well, yeah, nice that you profited. Um, Yeah, this shows how, how really bad I did. Um, I had Lamar Jackson on about 90% of my lineups. And yet I think I got about (laughs) $150 back on 2,400 in entries for about a, negative 95% ROI even with the top QB so right. we're going to try to do better this week yeah it was a, it was a strange week and i mean it's good I mean, you, you obviously have a
1: lot of profitable weeks so it's good to kind of yeah you know, people know that not everybody wins every week and not even the the people who really know what they're talking about win every week so it's uh, it's good to uh, the, the transparency is is always really good and i appreciate that um, we want to thank our sponsor, WinBet, for their sponsorship of the podcast all year long. They uh, they are an exclusive sponsor for Roto-Wire's Fantasy Football Podcast. We appreciate them for that. Uh, but let's look at uh, let's look at Week Ten. We have uh, eleven games on our main slate this week. We have seven early, four late. We have four teams on by the Bears, Bengals, Giants, and Texans. Um, aside the Bengals, there not uh, not a big loss in terms of bye week, so it's not one that hurts us there. Uh, primetime games. We had the thrilling, uh, Baltimore Miami game last night. Uh, I say thrilling as much sarcasm as possible because game was, uh, got a little interesting late, but a truly awful football game for the first three quarters. And, uh, one that I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that we miss on this slate, uh, Kansas city and Las Vegas are really interesting real world football game. Cause I don't know what the chiefs are, uh, are going to look like. And it seems like teams have quote unquote figured out the chiefs offense, but, uh, you know, at some point I think the Andy Reid Mahomes are going to figure it out back, but that game Sunday night. And the Rams of the 49ers is Monday night. I don't want to talk about it, so we're just going to uh, skip that because I can't talk about the 49ers at the moment. So uh, that's going to be uh, – the, the Rams are only fared by four in that game. Um, I don't like to give out betting advice, but uh, I think the Rams are going to win that game by double digits. So uh, even since San Francisco, I think the 49ers home crowd is going to be muted this week. I just think that uh, – I think people are pretty upset. And people are frustrated, and I think that uh, I think the Rams are going to roll in there and uh, and win. Unfortunately, so. Uh, but let's jump into uh, let's jump into this uh, this slate that we have. We've got uh, we got a handful of games that are high numbers. Last week we only had one game that was over fifty. We have three this week, plus a forty nine and a half. I think the game that everybody's going to be clamoring over is uh, Atlanta and Dallas at fifty four and a half. Are you as fired up for that game as everybody else seems to be in the in in the fantasy landscape at least?
2: Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I like that game. How, how could you not? But I'm not overly excited. Maybe I'm not as excited as most. And that's just because we haven't had, like you mentioned, we haven't had a lot of good targets the past few weeks. Um, Just I counted six out of the 11 games that I'd be okay with doing some sort of stack. um, with. So We'll get into that later. But, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have the highest total. They disappointed everybody last week. Um, I think people will go back to them. Atlanta's a better matchup than – um denver was but I was gonna other- say,
1: do, you go, do you go back to dallas and buffalo like, as a as a dfs player how do you feel about these offenses like just completely bust one week are you are you worried at all or you just go back and figure it's uh you know any given sunday kind of stuff
2: yeah um i lean towards more that it's any given sunday you know the cowboys had been pretty good Usually you get a game like this, even for the for the best teams, you know, once or twice a year. Um, I think it's okay, you know, and there's a lot of pressure now sort of for Dallas to bounce back. So you got to figure they're going to come out and I don't know, I would I would assume play much better. So, yeah, yeah, it does look like a good bounce back spot and it's it's such a it's a great opponent for a bounce back. So, yeah, that's that'll be a popular game and rightfully so and then we've got uh, we have the Vikings at the
1: Chargers at 53. We have Tampa Bay Washington at 51 and a half. Uh, and then probably the most interesting like on paper game just because both quarterbacks are um, supposed to be returning this week. We have Seattle at Green Bay 49 and a half. Um, I think that game might tend the totals obviously going to go up a little bit if, if, if Rogers plays. It sounds like he can return to practice on Saturday. Um I assume after watching Jordan love for a game uh, last week, that they're going to go right back to Rodgers pretty quickly and try and get him in there. No matter what uh, Russell Wilson has uh, been practicing. So he's, so he's coming back this week from the finger injury um, of those three games. Is there anybody that jumps out to you like more than Atlanta Dallas? Are you, uh, you kind of like all of them where do you fall in these, uh, these other high uh, total games?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think all three look good. Um, if, uh, if Godwin and Antonio Brown are out for Tampa, I would really like, the Tampa Bay game, just because, it, you know, you don't have to guess on who to target. You can play Mike Evans and there's some decent plays on Washington. You can play Brady too. So I would like to, I would like that game because it's sort of an easy stack. You, you, yeah. you just know what to do. Um, Yeah. The, the, the Chargers Vikings game too. I think, You know, out of out of all the games with the high totals, that one probably has the best chance to stay close, at least like a a good chance to to shoot out. Um, And there's I I love that game, by the way. Yeah. um, Herbert and the Chargers are in a great spot. And so is Dalvin Cook going up against one of the worst uh, run defenses in football. So that looks like a good game. And then, yeah. Rodgers and Russell Wilson is is much better than Geno Smith and Jordan Love, so I think the <laughs> you, can, you can play yeah. that game too. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of options.
1: Yeah, and on your on your uh, Tampa Bay note, it looks like Chris Godwin might practice today, Friday, so he's up in the air. But it sounds like he's gonna be kind of a true game time decision. And then I don't think Antonio Brown's going to play. I saw a quote yesterday. doesn't doesn't seem close to returning. So I don't think he's going to play, but you're right. If, if Godwin doesn't play, it definitely narrows the passing tree. You kind of pick guys a lot easier and, and, and Gronkowski is questionable too. So they, uh, what their team looks like today at practice might uh, it might be a lot different than what it looks like on Sunday. But uh, that's it's it's a good point on the fact that you know maybe guys not playing makes that game a lot easier to stack because the the Tampa Bay receivers are really hard to figure out um, when all of them are healthy. It's just it, it, you kind of feel like you're just kind of you're just kind of picking with nothing behind it. So um, some low totals. We do have a, a batch of those. We have two games that are forty five: uh, Cleveland at New England, Philly at Denver. We have a forty four and a half: New Orleans at Tennessee. We got Carolina, Arizona, 44 and a half. Thanks to the Carolina um, bad offense that they have been struggling the last month. And then we got at the bottom, we got the Steelers again at the, at the bottom game, 42 and a half uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh, which uh, projects is a really gross offensive game.
2: Yeah. Um, those bottom games going to have even less interest in than most weeks. Just when, when there's, when there's so many good games to target, the, the yeah. opportunity cost is just so much higher. Um, you're going to, you know, one or two or three of those, um, appealing targets are going to go off and you're going to have trouble with, uh, those low total games, uh, on, you know, on slates where there's more options. So a lot of, a lot of, or not a lot, but a few games, I think we can just cross off. Um, yeah, there's, there's
1: some there's some pick and choose plays in that in that batch of five, but a lot of those games, as I scrolled through, I'm like, eh, nope, 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 and I just uh, I kind of moved on. But how do you generally feel, um, you know, as a person that does this uh, all the time about a returning quarterbacks? So we have we have Wilson and then Rogers going to be the to me, the hype game. I think it's the Fox afternoon game with, with Buck and Aikman. Um, but how do you feel about? I mean, Rogers only missed a week, but like, do you worry about his conditioning? Do you worry? About, and obviously, you don't know how his COVID case is. We don't know. That's a, it's a question you can't answer. But how do you feel about? someone like wilson too, coming back from what is this uh five or six weeks of injury um how do you generally feel about guys coming back in do you do you, you want to wait a week do you play them right away um are these guys hall of Fameish enough that you don't care and you're ready to play them how do you feel about that
2: yeah i'm more on the side of play them right away especially if it's a guy like like rogers or you know hall of fame guys for instance brady th- those types yeah they don't need to practice if they're playing They're hundred percent. They're ready to go. Um, It's kind of similar to how I feel about um, guys that are questionable uh, going into Sunday. I know a lot of guys that don't, don't like to play questionable guys, but you know, you're going to get a little bit of an ownership uh, discount on those guys. And I usually go with um, if a guy's active and starting, then he's good enough to roster. Um, And it's, it's worked out for the most part. Um, Russell Wilson that might be a little different. I, I could see having a little trepidation. He's missed a lot of time. um, But I still like it wouldn't if it, it wouldn't take me off of him, I guess. I don't know. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. And with Wilson, like give me a finger injury over like a, you know, coming back from a knee or a hamstring or something like his pop and he's saying like. I don't think Seattle's throwing him out there unless the doctors actually clearing his fingers fine. So I don't, I don't really worry about like the ball coming off his hands. I think that if he's playing, he's fine. It's not something that i worry about him re-injuring. I mean, sure he could hit someone's helmet, but like that could happen no matter what. Anyway, I don't think like, I don't think his injury makes it more likely to get injured again. So I like that fact that whereas, you know, running backs with a hamstring or receivers with a hamstring, that sort of thing. I always am a little worried. Like I don't want to flip on the game in the first quarter and we'll see him Uh, limping to the sideline but with a quarterback um the way they protect the quarterbacks the way i assume um pete carroll will make sure to protect him um i'm not that worried about that with rogers um it seems like his uh you know who knows if rogers is telling the truth anymore but uh his symptoms don't seem to be overly serious i think he's gonna be fine in that regard so as long as he's looks good to go uh yeah i'm fine fine with him too uh before we do jump in the slate someone is in the chat i appreciate uh, appreciate questions uh ryan uh what should they do would you rather have um the trade is Dalvin for Zeke and T. Higgins. Uh, I'm taking Zeke and T. Higgins just because I have no idea what's happening with Dalvin the rest of the year. And if you can give me Zeke and T. Higgins right now, I'd probably take it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I mean, you, you could make an argument that Zeke would, well, Zeke could have more fantasy points than Dalvin from here on out. Yeah. And you kind of just get T. Higgins for free then. Yeah. That's, that's. And- and, the yeah, and the question marks with Dalvin. Obviously, Dalvin had the, the
1: legal stuff this week. I, I mean, it seems like he's uh, – I'm not even getting into it, but like he's claiming he's a victim. He's playing as it, as it goes along. But, like, there's enough risk in there. There's enough stuff in there that I would just uh, – I would take the trade. And I, I think I'd kind of um, – since the offer is so good, I think I'd uh, I'd take the, the Dalvin risk off the table if I were in a, a trade league with that. So, uh, thanks for the questions, Smokey the Cat. We always appreciate that. Um Ryan let's jump into like who we think the uh, kind of the popular optimal plays are who's going to be popular in cash lineups um jump a couple guys per position there before we get into uh, some stacks and some some mid-range receivers for your for your tournament lineups uh, starting at quarterback um, it seems to me that the the two guys that are you know dropped in price a little bit and struggled last week are Josh Allen and Dak Prescott um, Josh Allen's 7900 on DraftKings Dak Prescott 6900 um, I think both these guys coming off bad games will be popular. You know we see quarterback. Nobody's ever that uber popular. Um, do you like these two guys? Because I think that uh, I think they're kind of the two that I started with as i was as I was looking at the quarterback position.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Josh Allen would be the top option. Um, I'm not sure. um, we're gonna have the salary to to get up to him, but if you can, yeah, I would have no problem with Josh Allen. Um, someone like Dak is yeah, that's that's where I'm looking. It's a good price, like you mentioned, coming off a bad game. Um and then in the in the middle of those two, I think you could go to Justin Herbert also. I mean, if you you, can you can
1: always go to Justin Herbert.
2: Yeah, if you you know, if you're on Dak and have four hundred dollars, you know, you can go up to Herbert. I wouldn't mind that. Um QB, it's it's not as straightforward as say last week when you just put Lamar in. Um going a little bit lower, I think people will consider Hertz, but uh, you know, I don't love it. I'm not necessarily a Hurts guy, and I think it's kind of a tough matchup, and he's shown recently that he's he's not the lock for 20 points that that we might have thought he was based on his early performances in the season. The Eagles have, I don't know, he's been throwing less. They've sort of, yeah, they've been playing a bit differently. I don't know. You can go there because of his rushing upside, Um and then – I think the scary thing with Hurts, just jump in there, sorry, is that I think that the, the Eagles have
1: shown too, like if they get in – the right game script, they're just going to, they're going to run the clock. They're going to pound it. They're going to keep the ball out of his hands, at least like throwing a lot of me. He's thrown, I think it's 33 passes last two weeks. Like it just, the upside is always there with Hertz, but I feel like the floor has got, is, is a lot lower than it was the, than we thought maybe three weeks ago, just because of the way they've been playing.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, you know, if, if I was on Hertz, I would find the 400 to get up to Dak. Uh, I think, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, or else you could save some money. Uh, And go to maybe Carson Wentz. Uh, He's in a great spot uh, at home against Jacksonville for uh, 5,900. His salary just never seems to go up, really, even though he he sort of keeps doing well for the most part. I mean, he's putting up over 20 almost every week. Yeah, let me see. Multiple touchdown passes now in six straight weeks, including three the last two weeks, and just a great matchup at uh, home to Jacksonville. So, yeah, I mean, Dak and – I'm looking at Dak and, you know, maybe Wentz if I need the salary. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I love I love Dak this week. I'm going to be a lot of uh, – I-, I like – we'll get into stacks later. I like the Herbert stack too, but I like Dak and uh, CeeDee Lamb a lot this week. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I'm a little a little more worried about Josh Allen up 1,000. I think Josh Allen's going to be really good, but he's just pricey. Um, coming off the whole game, game, game against Jacksonville, they do play the Jets, which is really nice, but it's just a game that, you know, they're favored big and if they get up you know, who knows what we see, um, but Josh Allen was like, he was a quarterback one, like three of the last five weeks, but you wonder a little bit if they're playing the same kind of defense, the teams are playing the chiefs to just like, you know, run it and beat us short and we're not gonna let you beat it, beat us deep. And uh, if it's working a little bit, I think that Allen will be fine, but I think I'd save the thousand and, and play Dak if I'm like picking one. Um, but uh, I want to see this game. It'd be interesting to see what the bills uh, kind of counter punch back with, with, with the, with the way teams are playing them. But Let's jump into running backs. I think running back is really interesting this week. But first, a note from our sponsors at Winbet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. Winbet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. Winbet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting and so much more all at your fingertips. Want to break from sports betting? Head into Winbook's digital cas- WinBets Digital Casino and take a spin on roulette, double down and blackjack, slam the slot, or try your head it back around. WinBet is currently, offering, uh, currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the pro- possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts.
3: MyPatriotSupply.com. dot
1: uh, So Ryan, let's talk about running backs. I think it's an interesting like triumvirate at the top. There's like a, there's a bunch of guys. There's like five guys above seventy seven hundred on DraftKings, but there's three that I think people are going to gravitate towards. Um, Jonathan Taylor's eighty one hundred. Dalvin Cook is eight thousand. Um, by all accounts, he's playing this week, so we're going to kind of treat this podcast that he's playing full full go. And Najee Harris at seventy nine hundred. Harris has the Lions. Cook has the Chargers. You mentioned earlier terrible against the run uh De- Jonathan Taylor has Jacksonville like th- uh, three fantastic matchups three matchups where uh, you know Harrison Harrison Taylor are favored cooks in a game that could go back and forth um it's hard to play two of these guys but if you're picking between this group I think this three would be popular what are you
2: doing oh man that's a tough decision yeah so it is it's a great group this week it really is so running back is really tough this week and it's really different um, I just want to mention. I think most people who listen to this podcast probably know who Adam Levitan Adam Levitan is. He tweeted last night that there are eleven running backs that are viable for cash, and that is more than wow. he could ever remember. And that's I, a that's a lot for a cat. For,
1: he's a he, If you don't know, he Adam does a really popular uh, cash article every week. That he does really
2: well in cash games, and 11's a yeah. lot. Yeah, he's he's been one of the best cash players for for multiple years now yeah. and yeah, 11 running backs uh of of and I counted you can count 11 also. I'm sure we'll get into them, but so yeah, there's there's not a lock, you know. So or or not like, you know, it doesn't seem like there's going to be anybody that's going to be overly popular except a a cheap guy who who will get to and that might not even happen. But anyways, at at the yeah. top um yeah. I think I would side with Jonathan Taylor. Um, it's just, it's such a good matchup and I, I like the way they're, they're using him now in the passing game too. And he's just, he's scoring touchdowns every week and you figure he's going to have a, he's going to have a lot of chances for touchdowns at home against Jacksonville. Yep. I mean, Dalvin cook. Yeah. He, he's in a great matchup against the chargers who have just been getting crushed by uh they just can't stop the run. Yep. Um, and, you know, that game has a high total and, you know, Alvin still catches passes too. Yeah. I guess I, I prefer Taylor and Dalvin. I, I, I like Harris too, um, but I guess I prefer the other guys because I like their offenses better. Um, Pittsburgh's offensive line is really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Harris is still a good play. Like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, maybe separate them a little. Um, I think if, if Chase Claypool's out for Pittsburgh, it might mean a few more targets for Harris, who hasn't been catching quite as many passes as he was uh at the start of the season. Um, if I had to pick one though, I think I side with Taylor. What what about you, Scott? It's it's tough. Like I like all three
1: guys to you. And the thing the weird thing with Harris is like you look at it, you're like 20 plus touches in six straight games, like they feed the crap out of him. Mike Tomlin, if they had the lead, is gonna hand it off to him over and over again. He scored uh He scored the last, uh, I think, the last three weeks. Um, Detroit's 30th in the NFL in points per game to running backs in fantasy, but they just—you're right—they aren't running it well. Like they're running it a lot, but they're not running. He's like—he was 22, 62, 26, 91, 24, 81. Like not horrible, but the yards per carry is not great. The explosiveness got great. He's got a score to work, but he has been scoring. It's just weird cuz it's a plus matchup it's a it's a great game script but you just worry a little bit about how this offense kind of functions like you said and with Taylor I mean Taylor looks awesome but you know Jackson was allowing 3.5 yards per carry if they do anything well it's it's stopping the run but you know he has nine touchdowns the last six weeks he was what 172 and two touchdowns he's coming off a 10 game uh, off days now cuz they played the Thursday night game against the Jets like they all line up well but like you know, I wish we didn't have the weird off the field stuff with Dalvin because it's just a, it's just a supreme matchup. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, the Chargers four point nine yards per carry, worse than the NFL. They're thirty first in uh, points per game allowed rushing uh, per week. So I, I, I like all three. I think I find I kind of side with the best player with you. I go I go with JT. Also, I just oh, he's rolling right now. Um, I, I think that uh, the I like their offense. I like the fact that should be leading in this game. Jacksonville's not very good. Um, I think I go JT too, but like I haven't fully decided. I th- I could see all three of them working out pretty well, and there's a couple guys in that range we're talking about later as kind of tournament plays that I think are, are usable also. So it's a uh, it's a fun week at running back. Last week was really bad at running back, if I remember right. We kind of had trouble finding guys we like. So it's uh, interesting it's interesting uh, how how much it shift. But uh, in, in terms of the cast, line, one guy in the middle I want to highlight is is James Connor at 6,300 uh Chase Edmonds got hurt in the first play last week against the Niners so that's one of those things like can't predict that but boy did it work out well he had a huge game 96 yards rushing two rush touchdowns 77 yards receiving five catches a touchdown through the air also uh are you going back to Connor this week he's 6300 this week they're playing home against Carolina they're favored by about 10 10 and a half points um Carolina's you know, been allowing a bunch of rush yards. He leads the, he actually leads the NFL with 11 touchdowns, believe it or not, James Conner, which uh, you know, I don't think we saw coming 2 months ago. Uh, are you going back to Conner in the mid-range here at 6300?
2: Um yeah. First I just want to say you did you did sway me a little in your talk about the the uh expensive running backs. I think it is it's it's a good point that Taylor's going up against you know, a better run defense than the other yeah. two. Yeah. It, uh, that's a very good point. And, uh, the other guys, well, Harris especially will probably get more touches, um, than, than Taylor. I see, yeah. you know, I mean, The,
1: the has- nausea touches are like locked in,
2: right? Like that's just, you you know, it's 20 plus and you you just know it's going to happen. It's just
1: a matter of how good they are.
2: Yes. And, uh, Taylor, I'm looking right now, hasn't had 20 carries all year, um, okay. with the catches, he's averaging about 20 touches, um. So yeah, you you make some good points, and it's definitely not clear cut. Um, back to Connor. Yeah. Um, for me to go back to Connor, it means I would have had to been on him in the first place, which which I haven't <laughs> well, been. No, was... no, no, no.
1: Edmonds though changes things.
2: No. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. No. I, I. Um, I'm on Connor this week to answer your question. Okay. Yeah. No, no Edmonds. No Edmonds changes a lot because. You know, normally I didn't like rostering him because he's hasn't really been involved in the passing game. But right. five catches with Edmonds out, and I was watching. He, he looked explosive at times in that game. I saw I it. Mean, how he was, was making, uh,
1: how is the 49ers tackling looking to you in that game? Was it looking sharp as always?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, no, it wasn't looking sharp Good as Lord, always. Good Lord, it's terrible. Um, but he was out there, you know breaking tackles or maybe (laughs) you know uh making one-handed catches um and 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 like you said uh most touchdowns in the league uh yeah um i think i'm you know as things stand i'll be rostering connor and cash yeah it's just you know it's a it's a great spot i don't know without chase edmonds he's just the lead guy and he's only 6300 you know he, he should be more expensive than that for this spot so it just makes sense you agree I do. The other thing I
1: like is that, I mean, at least from his aspect is that they're not really putting Kyler in spots where he's running a ton. I mean, he's the, the threat is still there, which is kind of all you need to open up those gaps, but he's not, I mean, they look at his, he had, Kyler doesn't have more than 25 yards rushing the last, the last five games. I guess he didn't play last week. The last, the last His last four games. And the most important thing is he's not doing it at the goal line, which is what you care about when you have Connor. Like he, uh he kyler had three rushing touchdowns the first three weeks doesn't have one since so like those plays inside the four like they're just giving it to connor rather than running and having kyler run it in so it's just i mean i think that matters and i think at some point if they wanted their offense to be fully explosive they're gonna have to run kyler a little bit more but they're clearly protecting him right now um he had a little bit of a of an arm issue maybe that had something to do with it they didn't want to be a hit but the fact that they're just handing it off inside the five is is a really good sign for connor too
3: absolutely Uh, what
1: The one cheap guy you mentioned that uh, people are going to have a lot if it happens is, uh, I assume it's Darnus Johnson uh, for the Browns. Um, Nick Chubb is on the COVID uh, protocol list right now. So, so is Dominic Felton. Like if you're, you know, touches uh, going away. I mean, that matters a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. He's 4,700 at New England. uh, The one week that Darnus started, Um, He had uh, 22 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. I think the thing we know is that Cleveland wants to and can run the football no matter who's back. They have a good offensive line. They are committed to the run. In a game like this, they're going to want to run for sure against New England's defense. Um, Not a great game script. It's not like a high-scoring explosive game, but – you know, the Browns like to stick with the run. They're going to hand it off no matter what the score is, you know, unless they really get down. But, you know, Mac Jones is not going to, you don't see them, you know, explosively coming out for 27 points in the first first half or anything. So you got to think if Chubb doesn't play, Johnson touches the ball a lot in the 4,700. I'm not sure you need more than a lot of touches.
2: Yep. You said it. Um, you know, the matchup's not great, you know, at yeah. New England, but it doesn't matter for 4,700. If, if Chubb's going to be out and Felton's going to be out, like he's the only back. They're already short on wide receivers with, you know, no Beckham, Landry banged up. They love to run the ball. Yeah, it's just one of those 4,700. You don't think about it much. And and if if Chubb and those guys are out, he'll be so popular in cash that um, it doesn't matter really if he has a bad game. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt you. You almost just have to roster him to block um, everyone else in case he does have a good game. So yeah, for 4,700, just pretty much don't think about it and play him in cash if if he's going to start and those other guys are out um but is he yeah, cheap I, enough and involved enough
1: that you just kind of toss him in the tournament too with the, with that thought or you is that someone you pivot away from and want to get away from uh, if you if you're playing like in a big field tournament
2: yeah that's a good question i i think you can do either I, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I, think I, do too. You I, don't, I don't
1: think it's like automatically always like, oh, popular. You don't have to play him. Like if he does well in a tournament, you're going to want him. And it says, it just unlocks a lot of stuff. The rest of your lineup, you can get different there too.
2: Right. He's so cheap. And you know, like you said, he just doesn't need to do that much, you know, yeah. um, for a tournament, but there, you could still fade too, just because there's other good options. Like if you play Connor and somebody else at running back, you know, we might have a few cheap wide receivers, depending on what happens with injuries so you don't have to but yeah like I would still play him in some of my GPP lineups for sure yeah um and so, yeah sorry I, I just wanted to oh go ahead just wanted to piggyback a little bit more on Connor because you made some great points about Kyler being injured or, or not in yeah he's banged up at not running the ball and you know Hopkins banged up AJ yep. Green questionable Rondell more questionable and then Carolina starting pj walker which also helps uh connor i mean so he's just got everything going for him so yeah i just i just wanted to sort of put a stamp on that i agree connor looks great this week
1: yeah he does and they're committed to him but let's jump into receivers um you know i think it's another week where i i really like a lot of guys this week it's a fun it's actually a fun week as opposed to last week because we kind of felt was going to be gross and it was obviously way grosser than we thought but um, In terms of the top at red receiver, we're going to talk about a bunch of guys, uh, but I think that uh, Devontae Adams, I mean, those popular, he's under 8,000 this week, which I think people just like see Devontae enter 8,000 and go there. Obviously he, had, he still had 14 targets last week with Jordan Love. Granted, they weren't good targets. They weren't effective targets. He was six or 42, but like, they force the crap out of the ball to him. Aaron Rodgers loves to throw the ball to him, obviously. we can, There's not a lot to say about Devontae except the fact that he's under 8,000. So I think he's probably going to be the most popular of the top guys just because people will, will gravitate towards that kind of auto-click on on Devontae.
2: Yeah, I agree. It And it is sort of an auto-click. When, he, when he's under 8K and, you know, we don't have Cooper Cup on the slate. So he's yep. – he's clearly the top receiving option and probably shouldn't be priced that closely to the guys below him. Well, yeah. he, well, he definitely shouldn't be priced that closely to most of them. And yeah, with Rogers coming back, you know, it, it seems like a good spot. You know, Rogers is based on everything that's going to, that's happened. I don't know. I think he's going to want to come out and play well and at least try to make a statement and try to look for Devante. And I mean, this is, so this is a bounce back spot, I think for, for him in, Green Bay and it's, it's a good matchup and a great price. Yeah. I, is uh, probably a priority in cash. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll
1: be, he'll be pretty popular. It's funny. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Cooper cup, but you look at the top five, wow. Top six receivers in the NFL by based on yards. Uh, is the only one that's on the slate of the top six.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cooper so yeah, cup, he,
1: he, Cooper cup, Debo, uh, both play Monday night. Jamar chase is on buy. Uh Tyreek is on Sunday night and Marquise Brown played last night.
2: Yeah, he really stands out. Wow. I
1: did I I, I looked at it, I I think he stood out, but I didn't actually look up to see how much he stood out. Boy, does he really stick out. That's that's pretty wild when you look at the uh, the receiving yards, but yeah, I think he sticks out there. We're going to talk about some of the uh, other guys in the range when we do some stacks and kind of, you know, uh, expensive guys who might be uh, lower owned, but uh, I want to talk one one more receiver here uh before we before we jump to uh, some tournament talk. Um if Chris Godwin doesn't play and Gronkowski doesn't play, um, how popular then does Tyler Johnson get at 3,300? I know the receivers in the 3,000s are very hit or miss, but I mean, this dude had this dude had six targets in their last game in week eight. Tyler Johnson, a fun guy. Like he made a really big catch in the playoffs last year on, a, I think it was either a third or a fourth down. Like Brady trusts him a little bit. But if, if Brown sits, Godwin sits, and Gronkowski sits, like is everybody just going to throw Tyler Johnson there at 3,300?
2: Yeah. Um, I think I would, to be honest, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to be extra careful with these cheap wide receivers yeah. in cash these days. I mean, that that's like the number one way to lose cash is to play yeah. these, these Brian, cheap wide Brian, receivers. Brian,
1: Brian Edwards has no idea what you're talking about.
2: Oh man. Yeah. The, the <laughs> list goes on. Russell Gage, uh, that three name yeah. guy for the Titans that everyone played that one week. Um, I'm just going what, with the Nick Westbrook cause I can't say the last name. Yeah. But, but anyways, like you said, I mean, Godwin, Brown, and Gronk out. I mean, that makes Tyler Johnson the second option yeah. um for 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 Tom Brady. And he's 33. It's not, it's not like Brady's gonna stop throwing
1: the ball because a couple of guys are out. Like they're gonna still throw it around. And he, I mean, he played 49 snaps in week seven. He had six targets in week eight. It's not like he's just someone coming off the bench that hasn't been in there. I think that uh,
2: I think they like him. Yeah, and it just it would let you pay up in in another spot and there's a lot of guys to pay up for it running back and receiver and quarterback if you want to yeah so it just yes I I think I think he would be safer than most of the uh than most of the cheap wide receiver options that we get um yeah I would go there what do you think uh
1: I'm if if Godwin and Brown don't play I'm definitely going there I just think you get a a good offense with a you know (laughs) the best quarterback of all time like at thirty three hundred, I think that's pretty much an auto click for me if those two guys don't play. I think I'm going to have him and just figure that at thirty three hundred, even if he busts a little bit, like it's 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 okay. But if he does well, like that's just a it's a huge spot gets you so much else. I mean, we're talking about you know Darius Johnson being so easy at forty seven hundred. Like you, it's another fourteen hundred down to Johnson. Granted, you know it won't be the touches that someone a running back like that gets, but I just think that. If those two guys are out, give me that offense, give me Brady. I think I, I go Tyler Johnson kind of all day and I think most people will. I don't think it's a, I don't think I'm breaking ground here, but um at 3300, I, I, I give me all that if those two guys don't play.
2: Yeah, and um the one thing I'll add is that I would also play Mike Evans. Um some people might not want to have two uh from the same team, but Evans might, you know, if if Godwin Brown and Gronk are all out, Edwards or sorry, Mike Evans might be the top receiving play on the slate. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't have a problem playing both of them. And I mean we and we're obviously doing this on Friday morning, so we
1: don't know about Godwin. He might practice today. I mean, he's very much a game time decision. So that's one of those ones that and they play early, so that helps a little bit. Um, you, you can kind of set your whole lineup knowing you'll know it in an hour and a half before the game if Godwin's playing. So you can kind of set your whole lineup knowing that you don't have to like, you know, wait for the late shift or anything like that. So it's uh it's a lot depends on who plays, but I think that Tyler Johnson is uh, very popular and a really good play if those guys don't play um, at tight end. Uh, usually, we'll save tight end for the end, but I think that Kyle Pitts can be really popular this week. Under six fifty eight hundred, he's got twenty percent of the Atlanta targets for five straight weeks. But it was a little quiet the last couple of weeks compared to those uh, those big blow up games, but you know, 40 targets the last five weeks. And I think more than anything, we're going to get in a situation where this is the highest total game. And I think of the Atlanta pass catchers, this is the one everybody's going to go to. We'll probably see some Cordell Patterson. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. But I think of the, you know, the receivers and tight ends for Atlanta, I think everybody just going to be like, I want one in this game. I'm just going to go pits at 5,800 and call it a day.
2: Yeah. Um, I like pits. I think more so for tournaments. Um, you know, unless we get a Tyler Johnson and Dearness Johnson Um, I don't know if spending up for tight end is the right move this week just because we have guys at other positions uh, to spend for, and there's some cheap guys. There's some cheap tight ends that that look decent, and the cheap tight ends have been doing well just about every week. Yeah, they have. Um, So, yeah, I I do like pits um, more so for tournaments than cash as things stand.
1: So let's jump into some uh, receiver quarterback stacks. But first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is heating up and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL baller contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and a ton of overlaid prizes. Play Daily Fantasy on Yahoo! the season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So tournament stacks. I think we kind of referenced it up top. Uh, I think my my first one to go to, and I want to know how you feel about which receiver, but to, is, is Dallas. Um, I love Dak with Lamb this week. Dak is under 7,000. Lamb is 7,000 exactly Amari uh, Cooper 6,200. Um, da- Lamb was two for 23 last week, but had nine targets, and that game was maddening. If you had uh, City Lamb, they missed him a couple times, including late on like an open touchdown, like an easy pass. Zach was just he was he was, he was off the injury. He had missed the prayer game. He was just a little bit off. Um, Michael Gallup is back, so maybe the passing tree gets extended a little bit, which I don't love. But Lamb has 28 targets last two weeks. He's 7,000. He's explosive. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Lamb over Cooper this week. Uh, a lot of Dak Lamb for me this week in stacks.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I I prefer Lamb also. I, Dak, Dak Lamb stacks look great. Uh, you mentioned Gallup. I think you can throw him in there too if you want. I mean, you know, if you roster Dak, you want him to throw four or five touchdowns. Gallup yep. can catch a long one also. Um, so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to run it back with Pitts or, or Gall- quarterbacks. Gallup's, Gallup's 4,000 too. I, I thought he was a
1: little bit higher than that. He's 4,000.
2: Yeah, 4000, right. That's yeah. it. He, you know, he only needs to catch a few passes and a touchdown uh to make 4000 payoff. So yeah, that that stack looks really good. Of of course you can play uh Amari Cooper as well if you don't want to I probably wouldn't play him and Lamb. It's it's one or the other. Um I agree. I I would go with Lamb. Um. Yeah, Amari, we were... Amari's weird. Like, he's had some blow-up games, but he has,
1: like, three or fewer catches five times this year. Like, it's a weird, like, he very much is kind of in that, like, Terry McLaurinville. Like, he either goes off or kind of is really quiet. I just, uh, I don't know. I can't figure out. I, I'm having trouble timing Cooper. And it's because he just has, he has he's having these a couple, a couple of those really bad games.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm looking right now. He's had... Two games over 15 fantasy points. I mean sorry, one one is fifteen point nine, but still yeah. two games over sixteen fantasy points all season. Um that's not very encouraging. I agree with you that Lamb is more explosive, you know, probably more likely to hit big plays. So yeah, I'm I'm on CD Lamb over Cooper as well.
1: What uh what's uh, what other stacks are you go over? You mentioned you you do like yeah. a lot of stacks. Uh, I'm I'm going to talk about one in a second here, but uh kind of who are you looking at uh, for really kind of targeting to, to stack games here?
2: Okay, so yeah, I know we've we've sort of talked about this game in this situation, but you know, if Godwin is out, I'm just pl- I'm playing Brady, Evans, Tyler Johnson. I mean, that that that's it's just such an easy stack. I mean, Brady what what else can we say about him he's he's going for mvp this year he's trying to throw as many touchdowns as possible um you can you can even you can play a cheap tight end in that game as well you can play ricky seals jones who's like going a, a little bit overlooked but still a good play at that price and you can also play uh cameron braid or oj howard if gronk's out they're both 2700 and both have plenty of touchdown upside um you can also run it back with terry mclaurin if you wanted to. Uh, this Tampa Bay pass defense is a great target because their run defense is so good, and their pass defense just hasn't been good. So it just it, yeah it makes a lot of sense. It's like an easy stack if Godwin is out. Um, but moving on from from that game, um, you know we mentioned that the the Chargers, you know Vikings game is a good target, and it is. I, I'm with you. I love I love playing Herbert. Um, you can pair him with Lamb or sorry with Allen or. I think Mike Mike Williams is more in play this week because he's he's finally cheaper than yep. uh Keenan Allen now. Um and Jared Cook's a cheap tight end that's in play as well. Um some some other stacks or maybe like I like um smaller stacks from from the Green Bay Seattle game like uh running back Devontae Adams with either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett uh now that Russ is back. Um and like, uh, a, uh, okay, moving on from that game, the Indi- the Indianapolis-Jacksonville game, I think you can get a cheap stack from that game. Like I Wentz like that one too. Pair him with Pittman and run it back with Arnold. So you have a cheap quarterback in Wentz, a cheap tight end in Arnold, who just keeps getting tons of targets, keeps yep. doing well. It's one of Lawrence's favorite uh, targets. So, yeah, I think that one makes a lot of sense. Um, and then the other one I'm considering, uh, he's, he's let me down in recent weeks is Josh Allen. Um, you, are, you, are we going with the, at some point, Stefan Diggs is gonna have a big game again. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it, it's, it's wild. Like he has one game over a hundred yards all year. And this is a guy that like last year, like every single week was huge. It's just, they it, it just have qu- haven't quite been clicking on, on that connection.
2: Yeah. So it's one, like. It's one of those, I think we said last time, um, it's not mandatory to play digs. If you want to play Devante Adams at that price, instead of digs, that's fine too. Um, you might be able to get, Well, you will be able to get digs less popular and you know, he's, he's getting less popular. It seems like by the week, just as he, yeah. he's, he's not smashing anymore. Um, but the reason I think that stack is okay is because people will be on all these other games and then the jets do have some guys you can run it back with. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking. I see Corey Davis is questionable now. It seems like he might play, but yeah, I don't know. Like um, Crowder and Elijah Moore are okay runback options. And so is Michael Carter as a cheap running back. Um, I don't know if I'll get there, but it's an option at least. Um, so which, what what were you thinking? You said you had one in mind that you really yeah. I was you talked about it it's, for me. It's the Chargers.
1: I, I really like uh, Herbert with either Alan or Williams. I kind of lean a little bit at Williams this week just because he's cheaper. Um, And I think, you know, he has only well, has five targets each of the last three weeks. But I think that uh, he had a big one last week. It was, it was not a touchdown, but like a 40 yard play. He was 258 last week. Um, But I, I it's weird. I think that they like they've realized that they were throwing the ball to Williams a lot. I think their offense works a little better. When Keenan's the underneath guy, and then Williams is the more the deep guy, so that. But I think you get a big play out of that. But I really like the the theory of running it back with Justin Jefferson. I don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be very popular this week, just because Devontae's like very close in price. Uh, what's Jefferson? Jefferson is seventy seven hundred. So like, I mean, Adams is right there. And if people aren't stacking that game, I think you look at that. You are like, I'll just play Devontae Adams instead. So I think you get Jefferson. I like the fact the offensive coordinator came out this week and said we need to throw him the ball more. He only has nine targets last couple weeks. He had a 50-yard touchdown last week, but then after that he had like four targets, two catches, 19 yards. Um, so I think, you know, I, I always like uh, squeaky wheel receivers. Not that he was squeaky wheel, but like the fact they realized they need to throw him the ball a little more. Um, so I really like getting that with the fact that I think you'll get a really good receiver in Jefferson um, you know, lower, uh, lower roster th- than most. So, and I always, I always love a Herbert stack. I know it let us down a couple times, but I mean, last week was huge. His other quarterbacks were busting. You know, it was, it was him and Lamar that pretty much were the guys that were really playing well. Uh, Herbert last week is 32 of 38 for 356. Like not only, Fantasy wise, but that's just an unbelievable like real football game. Like thirty two to thirty eight is, is is really impressive. So um, I like the possibility of that being a back and forth game too. I think that you could go if you want to get a little spicy in the tournament. I think you kind of flip that. Maybe you go with Cousins in Jefferson and come back with one of the receivers, or come back with Austin Eckler. I think that that works really well too. If you want to be different, um, I don't. I think I don't think anybody's going to have Cousins. So I think that that works out well too in a game that's pretty high scoring. To get a quarterback that you not many people are going to have is always a, a pretty good thing in a tournament.
2: Yeah, I really like the Jefferson call. Uh, anytime you can get a guy, like, like I like the squeaky wheel. I, I like I like everything you mentioned. Um, anytime you can get a guy like Jefferson, who's not going to be popular, he's going to be among the least popular in this range. And he has the upside to be the highest scoring receiver on the slate. Uh, so much leverage uh, for tournaments. Yeah, I really like that call. And you can, of course, you can run it back with Thielen as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I re- really like that Herbert Chargers stack. If I, I don't play 150
1: lineups in anything, but if I were, I would have a few PJ Walker, DJ Moore stacks just so we're just to cover that. I think that, uh, I think that's the, uh, the off the boardest, uh, you know, under three percent owned. I think that if I played a ton of lineups, I think I'd have a couple in there because I, I actually like PJ Walker more than most. Too. I think they're gonna, I think he was, he had one start last year. He's 24, 34, 258. He did not look good this year so far, but I think he'd throw it a little bit. I think they're gonna pepper DJ Moore. So if I were, if I were going. Big time, uh, a lot of lineups. I'd have a couple, a couple in there.
2: Yeah, I'm so happy you said that. To be honest, <laughs> because I'm, I'm on the same page. If, if you were gonna ask me to bring up someone off the board or someone for, a, yeah, 150 or the, those, those bigger tournaments. Yeah, five mean, P- K for PJ Walker. Yeah, I mean he, you know, some people might know know him from he, he tore up the XFL. Yeah. Um, He's yeah, 5k and he can run a little and no one's going to play him and he doesn't need to do that much. You know, to be honest, like I'm considering it for, I'm considering it myself just, and I don't even, I don't even 150 max. I'm considering having, having a few PJ Walker. I don't need to do much for 5k. Um, and I you, also, could, you, could, you We talked about those this running backs at to the top. You could play two of those
1: guys in that kind of lineup and really be different and really, really have a huge score too. Like it just, P.J. Walker is just okay. Like you could really build a lineup that works well.
2: Right. Like if P.J. Walker, you know, say, say he scores 18 and, and none of the quarterbacks on the slate score 30, which is, you know, or they all score, you know, 25, 27. Yeah. I mean, that's a win. If you have P.J. Walker and you're only losing 10 points to the field at at most at quarterback. Um yeah, pairing him with DJ Moore, th- that that's that's fine too. I think you can play, I think you could play him naked too for 5K because yeah. he has a little bit of rushing ability. Um and it, it doesn't even matter. Uh, you can play any quarterback naked when they're 5k. Um so yeah I, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah I do I do like it. I probably won't get there with the amount of laps I play but I think in, in a tournament build uh, I I might throw one in there now that we talked about it. Uh, you know, a couple of those, uh, you know, smaller dollar tournaments. I might throw a lineup in there with, uh, with like, you know, Cook and Taylor or something like that, and, and get uh, those guys to be popular. But having them together won't be nearly as popular, obviously. Um, that's a good segue. I want to talk about some of the more expensive guys real quick that we have not talked about, just because of the fact they kind of might get lost with the expensive, with the other expensive guys. We talked about those three running backs at the top with uh, with Taylor, Najee, and Dalvin. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we're 48 minutes into this podcast, haven't mentioned the guy who's the number one pick in every single fantasy draft across the entire world earlier this year. He's 8,400. He only played 29 snaps last week, but in typical Carolina fashion, he had 18 touches in those snaps, had over 100 yards. So, like, it wasn't great, but, like, he still had 100 yards in the game. He played 30 snaps in, which is pretty wild. Um, a good game script conceivably for like how Carolina used to play. If they're behind, they used to dump it down to him. I don't know if they'll – the problem with this is I don't know if they'll play him in the fourth quarter if they're down. Like it's one of those things that used to play him and he'd get like six catches in the fourth quarter. Now it's like do we really want to risk this? Is it worth it? You know, how how fully healthy is he? And then Austin Eckler's in here at 7,600 also – um, Minnesota's bad against someone. We talked about the Chargers being bad against them but so is Minnesota 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, Eckler only had three targets last week as, as Herbert really got rolling. He didn't really dump it down very much to Eckler, but he's obviously very, always very involved. Have to think he's low, uh, low roster with the other three right above him. Do you like either of those two guys as kind of a, a way to get different in a tournament, but still have a stud player in there?
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, it, it's it's hard, it's it's so hard to tough. get there with those other guys though. It's it's tough, yeah, and it's it's um. So yeah, it's hard to yeah, I guess okay. I like McCaffrey um because everyone's gonna play Taylor and Cook and Harris and those yep. other guys. And I can still see I, I, I can see McCaffrey um outscoring all of them. Like it's weird, it's weird to have an eighty four hundred dollar McCaffrey like not be popular and almost not be chalky. But yeah, you know, tw- 29 snaps last week. 18 touches though so like when, when he's in there he's getting the ball Um, I'm not sure how I feel about him with with PJ Walker like I don't know yeah. if that changes anything does it affect how he's going to catch the ball I guess we don't know but yeah I'm gonna try to get to some McCaffrey like uh, a low rostered McCaffrey just seems appealing to me right. and he doesn't even have a question questionable tag I'm yeah. He might, he might get something close to a full a full load if the game stays close. And I don't know. People might not be expecting that. Um, Eckler, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything to add. Uh, he's a good play, and he's going to go overlooked, and yep. he can easily be the top-scoring running back on the slate. So, yeah, I think all those guys are good plays. It's like we mentioned at the start, running back is so tough. Um, I almost think, like, if you're listening, it's just – it's a personal preference thing this week. Honestly, just go with who you like all of these guys that you can make arguments for all of them. They all could be the top scorer. I mean, seriously, it's, it's, it's sort of a play, whoever you want slate at running back. Um, There's, I don't know. I mean, can you, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, as I get into it on, you
1: know, Saturday night or Sunday morning, I'll probably, you know, find an edge with one guy and be like, I'm just going to go with JT or Dalvin. But, I, I can't argue against the other guys either. Like you can, you can make a case for all of them. Uh, the McCaffrey thing is interesting. Like that's one of those things like on Sunday night, you'd be like, well, why didn't everybody just play McCaffrey at 8400? Like, it's just so obvious, but there's so many good choices. We have a little bit of worry about snap count. We talked about, you know, PJ Walker might be interesting in a tournament setup, but like, he might score five points too like there's a lot of risk for for the for a pj walker offense he's not looked good this year but uh when it is in his limited time as backup but it's uh i just think there's so many options up top and they're all they're all pretty usable i think Eckler's is going to be very overlooked just because the in fact the four guys above him everybody's gonna like those guys so yeah. uh same same thing at receiver though like we talked about we talked about Devontae. it's like eight, under eight thousand, you just go to him but like A.J. Brown, 7,800. I can't imagine many people are going to click that. I, I mean, I love A.J. Brown, but 7,800 coming off a quiet week last week. We still had 11 targets. Um, I just think this is a nice setup, though. They have no Derrick Henry, and they're playing against the Saints, who you don't want to run against anyway. So, like, you wonder if they're just going to be like, well, screw the run. You know, Mick Nichols and, and Adrian Peterson, like, do we would want to force them down? If, if Henry was there, sure, they'd hand it off 25 times. That's all they always do. But, like, you wonder against this defense and this setup without Henry, if they just be like, let's just use A.J. Brown. Use Julio, who now is on the questionable list again, to too, but use our receivers and maybe, maybe kind of score some points passing the ball. So I think AJ Brown, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to click him at 7,800 either.
2: No, and I agree with you. I always, I always like AJ Brown in these spots, Just with, without Henry and, you know, Julio, I don't know. He's sort of always questionable. And yeah. It, it doesn't really factor into my decision. Um, yeah. The one thing. I don't like targeting Saints games. I mean they're one of the they're one of the slowest teams yeah. always, and that's what they try to do. Now that's not like the end of the world. If you know you just need AJ Brown to go off, you don't need the whole game to go off. Um, so I, I do still like it. Like he, he has a big ceiling. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm usually off Saints games, I guess. Yeah. Um that makes sense. I, I like it because you know, like we like we mentioned, Devontae is going to be the popular one in that range, and you can get, you know, uh A.J. Brown, like, lower, lower rostered, which is nice. Um, I probably won't get there, but I agree with, like, everything you said.
1: Yeah, if I was going to play a one-off there, I think I would just go to Justin Jefferson, 100 less. I mean, I think that I, I like him a little more. I like that game more. Um, so I like AJ Brown, love him as a player, but I think I probably just, it's hard for me to click it when I got Jefferson, but maybe, I mean, maybe that's why he works, but, uh, and it's funny. We talk about, you talk about the saints. I mean, we even mentioned Alvin Kamara at 8,200 at running back, but he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. So we just kind of, uh, with all the running back options, I'm probably just avoiding that one, but yeah, you have, you have digs there at 7, 500 too. Like there's a lot of receivers, plays a lot of, it's a, it's a fun week where you can really, like you said, play who you want. Cause there's gonna be so many options. It is. And
2: a couple other guys that, yeah, like I like McLaurin in that range. Um, Like uh, I I think it's a good spot for McLaurin. Uh, It's makes sense to run him back with Buccaneers. Um, And I, we didn't mention, but Heineke is in play also as a cheap quarterback in, you know, if PJ Walker's in play, Heineke is for, for 400 more um, in in a game where they're not going to be able to run, going to have to pass. Heineke has some rushing upside. One more guy. Um, just going back to running back real quick that I wanted to touch on who I think is a very good tournament play. And that's Aaron Jones. Um, Devante is going to be popular. Um, Zekiel Elliott for the same price at running back is going to be more popular than Jones. And then those top running backs are going to be popular too. But with Rogers back, yeah, I really like Jones. I think he has a lot of receiving upside in the matchup and a lot of touchdown, uh, uh equity equity as well. And I think he'll go overlooked. So I think that's a good GPP play too. And I think really
1: everybody's over him too, which is uh, always a good sign. I mean, he had, he had 12 carries last week. Uh, I mean, that was with, with Jordan love, but I think that people are concerned with the AJ Dillons kind of biting into his uh, usage a little bit, but yeah, I mean, you get Aaron Jones, you know, no percent roster, like that's going to be in, in a tournament. That's always a good place to, to be in a game that you couldn't end up going back and forth
2: yeah, and you mentioned um a j. dylan. this is this is a deeper, maybe a deeper play, too, but especially if there's no Dearness Johnson or if 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 Chubb ends up playing and we don't really have the Dearness Johnson option, I don't mind taking a shot on Dylan if you're playing a lot of lineups. And I especially don't mind taking a shot on Dylan in the afternoon slate, um where there's only four games to pick from for forty eight hundred. Uh, he would help you do a lot, and he's not going to be very popular. But yeah, I like what I've seen from him. They're really trying to get him involved. Um, so yeah, I think Packers running backs are like good good leverage in tournaments. So someone in the chat asked, "Have you won any big tournaments?" <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, I forget what week it was. Week one of the, two, three. What? Um, I got second, or I got no. Sorry. Yeah, I got sixth for five thousand in the three hundred and thirty three dollar tournament however i was in second which would have been thirty thousand and i dropped down to sixth on the very last play of the entire slate which was every game was (laughs) over except it was the steelers packers uh the last game going um Najee Harris caught a dump off and it dropped me from second to six 30,000 down to 5,000. So, so to answer oh. your question, no, I have not won a big NFL tournament this year, but we've had some shots. Yeah. Um, um Scott, Scott won a huge tournament. A yeah, couple years ago. I, I don't like to talk about myself, but if you go, I wrote
1: an article about it in 2016. I won a lot of money, uh, a, a few years back and, uh, on a on a really fun uh, on a really fun Sunday, I came in. I think I came in second in the. It was the FanDuel Sunday Million out of seventy five thousand, and uh, enough to uh, pay for my DFS for the rest of my life, which the levels I play, which is just really nice. So uh, one, maybe not, but one, plenty of money that uh, that it worked out really well. So, uh, uh, Mike, I appreciate you bringing it up so I could talk about myself, which is man, always, that's awesome. always a good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. It was, awesome. Uh, it, was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit surreal. It, it's funny if you ever go back and look. There is a play. In the Sunday night was on the main slate. Then they they, yeah. they, they changed that a couple years ago. Um, Lamar Miller had a late touchdown that took me from uh, five thousand to a lot lot more, and it's the <laughs> most it's the most absurd touchdown ever. It's like third and seven from the ten. And he catches the pass of the five and actually runs sideways and backwards back to the ten. And it kind of stops, and everybody in the defense runs with him. And he just kind of went the other way. It's like he was dead. It was the play was dead. There was no way he was scoring. And like six guys bit on the fake. If you look at it, there's like seven guys right in front of him he went the other way. It's like the most absurd. Touchdown. It's Lamar Miller too. It's not like it's Barry Sanders. Like it's just, I, I watched it I, every once in a while. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll go back and, and watch that touchdown. Cause it's just, it's so absurd and it took me over the top. So it was fun, but that's again, awesome. thanks Mike. I don't know if the question was real or being a smart ass, but I appreciate it. Cause I, I got to talk about myself. So that's all, that's always yeah. good. But let's talk about some mid range, uh, mid range running backs. But first a note from our sponsors at thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football. They're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that made the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription. Visit rotowire.com thrive, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And play in your first paid contest receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. That's all through Thrive. Uh, the funny thing is, Ed, to go back to the tournament question, though, I actually won a uh, an NHL GPP like three years ago too. Um, I haven't watched an NHL game since the mid 90s, but I have a friend, uh, Russ Prentice, who is a, a big hockey DFS player. We we're talking about it, he's like, hey, you know, throw a couple of these guys in. I kind of put to, put, to, put to the lineup with his help, uh, you know, pretty much him telling me who to play. And I ended up winning a winning a tournament like to the point that I was I had a softball game at night. And I came back and I looked at uh, it was FanDuel. I looked at FanDuel. I'm like, what the heck happened to my account? Like, did they have some kind of big bonus? And I realized that I won I won a twenty five dollars hockey tournament for like four grand or something like that. So it was uh, it was fun. So, Mike, uh, I appreciate you. Let me talk more about myself um yep. mid mid-range running back this week we have Zeke at 7,000 we have Cordero at 6,600 uh Fournette's in there DeAndre Swift is in there we talked a lot about the top the higher end range how much we like a lot of those guys um as you drop down here we talked about James Conner in this range already but who else do you like besides Conner in kind of this uh you know I don't know 5,500 to 6,000 range, or fifty 5, hundred to 7,000 range
2: yeah um well I like Cordero Patterson uh g- good matchup and It should be a good game script because just the amount of passes he's been catching. uh, He's with with Ridley out too. He's more involved in the receiving game. Yeah, Um, it's just he's been unbelievable this season. So much touchdown upside too. Um, Fournette though, I think you can go to Fournette no matter what. But if, like we said, if Godwin is out, I mean, yeah, Fournette becomes a great play. If 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 they're down to just Fournette and Mike Evans as the main two weapons. Yeah, uh definitely have interest in Fournette. I think he I think he's okay even if Godwin does play. Um, but yeah, I'd really have some interest if those receivers were out. Um yeah, then cheaper, it's tough, you know. It I think you can make an argument, you know, this is just a tournament play. Um, and again, it's because I, I've been focused on sort of that Tampa Bay game, but I wouldn't mind running it back with McKissick. Uh he's he's now put up over 17 in four out of the last seven and he's he's just he's catching so many balls and you know they're going to be losing and no one nobody nobody rosters him uh so that's that's kind of like a deeper play um but in the reins you mentioned yeah i think uh cordero patterson and Fournette would be my top two uh i guess you could you know take a chance on michael carter he catches a lot of passes with um with mike white um what what do you think scott I like Patterson too. It's funny as last week as I got more and
1: more into him as, as I looked. He was 6,600 6, this week, but like six for one twenty six receiving is just so insane. Like, it's just it, it's wild. I mean, I, I get the New Orleans rush; D, you didn't expect him to do a lot this week. He was nine for ten, but like that's just it's a wild receiving game. And you know Dallas is allowing four and a half yards per carry, so he does get some. You know, he does get nine or ten rushes again. That's a, it a, could be a really good number there. And the it t- it's weird you get a running back where the touches are kind of always there but also his big play pass threats in there too you don't still get that from running back so i think that under seven thousand, patterson's playable again if you wanted to kind of move away from connor i always have trouble with Fournette. i get it um you know washington's pretty good against the run so i don't know if i'm gonna fully get there and i think that usually when Tampa plays teams are against the run they just pass and beat them that way but if they're up in the game, they're gonna have to do something. If Fournette will have a lot of touches, I think you can kind of throw out the New Orleans game as we do with most running backs. But how how, how where do you think Zeke falls in terms of like popularity this week? You know, he, he let everybody down last week, got hurt mid-game. Um, you know, he, he was he had 73 yards on 13 touches, like his efficiency was pretty good, but just you know didn't get the touches, and they were way down. It was a t- a game that we thought was gonna be a great game script, completely flipped the opposite direction. Um, do you think people will be scared of that and just kind of move to other guys? Where do you think Zeke kind of falls in terms of the, the popularity aspect this week?
2: Yeah, I think because there's so many running backs in play that none of them are necessarily going to be too popular. Um, I like going back to Zeke. I, I think other people will like going back to Zeke too. And some people will be scared off because of what happened. Maybe yeah. also because of his questionable tag. Um, but yeah, I, I like going back to Zeke. I plan to go back to Zeke, especially because um You know, people are going to like Dak in the passing game there too. Um, So, you know, why not the running game? I think Zeke has a lot of upside in that matchup. Yeah, I like going back. What do you think?
1: Uh, I do. I, I always like to go back to you know really good players after bad weeks. Uh, I think that uh, I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a perfectly fine play. And I I always like going back for guys after after a week after the struggle. I want to make sure that he's his injuries all right. It seems like he is. It seems like he's practicing and playing. So I think that's Yeah. What sorry, know.
2: Scott. You mentioned when we were yeah. talking about injuries at the start. I wanted to say I definitely agree with you. When we have running backs and receivers that have lower body injuries, it yeah. does give me cause for concern. So that was a good point to bring up. So last thing, I'm running back. We've gone a little bit long, but I just want to ask you. So if you are in a tournament,
1: everybody's got dernis Johnson. Uh, if you want to pivot away and get someone down here who is cheap and uh, maybe can beat D'Arnis Johnson or at least get close to him at a low percentage, um, Devin Singletary is the same price. If Zach Moss doesn't play, um, Singletary is an explosive uh, player. He's in an offense that's really good, except for, except for last week. Um, the one week where, where, uh, where Zach Moss didn't play, Singletary was 14 for 80. The Jets are allowing 4.7 yards per carry. Um, Johnson obviously has a higher floor, um, but I think Singletary has a a similar-ish uh, ceiling. And I think it's uh, if you wanted to get spicy in a tournament and maybe play that, like maybe Dearness Johnson just uh, you know doesn't do a lot. I think Singletary is the guy I'd go to. Obviously, it's risky; it's a tournament play only, but I think it's it's a viable one.
2: Oh yeah, it's absolutely viable. I would definitely, def uh, yeah, d- definitely playing Singletary if Zach Moss is out. Uh, yeah. That price tag is great, um, and. And you know, he might be good enough. Like, okay, if if Dearness Johnson, if Chubb ends up playing and we don't have Dearness Johnson, yeah. and if Zach Moss is out, Singletary is good enough for cash at 4,700. Okay, um, right. a, a running back who catches passes against the Jets for 4,700 and is also going to get the bulk of the carries too. Yeah, um. Well, I almost forgot about Singletary. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, everything you said, great tournament play. Could even be a cash play if 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 we don't have Dearness Johnson. But yeah, that, that Zach Moss news is important because I would really like Singletary for tournaments uh, if he's out.
1: If uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson sit, do you entertain Brandon Bolden at 4,400?
2: Yeah, I think you could, but I don't have as much excitement as I would about Singletary. Um, I think that's fair. But yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, what what do you think? I, I don't have as much insight to like the, the Patriots situation. I, I, it worries me, I guess. You never know quite what they're going to do, but they just, they don't really have bodies if if Harris and Stevenson were out. So it, it seems a little safer in 4,400. he's He's a guy that catches passes too. So I think you got to have some interest. I don't know. What do you think about Bolden?
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just – New England running backs and me just don't really usually get along. But if, if they both sit – I mean, you got to think these going to be involved. I don't think he's ever going to have, you know, 15 carries. But he might get, you know, eight or something like that. And he get eight last week against Carolina. Um, yeah, I just – I like Singletary and Johnson just so much more that I probably get there. But if, like, if Moss plays and Chubb plays and you want to get cheap, like, he's he, he can work. I just – you're going to have to hope for like five or six catches. If you really want it to work great. Although at 4,400 isn't to be that huge, but I just, I like the other two guys more. Yeah, me too. Um, let's talk about a few mid range receivers here real quick. Um, my favorite play in this range is, is DK Metcalf at 6,800. Um, I love it this week. I love it with Wilson back. I think I saw that he has he had 33 targets in four weeks with Wilson, 23 in the four weeks without. I mean, they just their offense was just bad with Geno Smith. They just I mean, he had that big 85 uh, yard touchdown on Monday night down the sideline. That was kind of you know guy missed a tackle and boom he was gone. Uh, no Jair Alexander for Green Bay is obviously a, a major factor. Um, Deontay Ch- Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin all had big games in the last five or six weeks against Seattle. I feel like this game could be back and forth. I assume I I say this all assuming that Rogers plays. Like I don't, I'm not as interested if 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 Jordan Love plays because this game could get uh, you know kind of slow. But um, you get DK Metcalf under seven thousand and Wilson playing. That's almost an auto play for me because I just think he's the upside is massive with him and under seven thousand. You just never get that price.
2: Uh, Yeah, I have nothing to add to that except the fact that I love it too, and we'll be and we'll have plenty of DK Metcalf, assuming assuming uh, Russ and Rodgers both play. So uh, under 7,000 is too cheap. No Jair Alexander uh, should be a good game script for the Seahawks. Yeah. Love it.
1: How, uh, how overlooked will Deontay Johnson be with Evans and Metcalf, right? at The same price. If Ju- obviously Juju's out, if Claypool doesn't play, is that a place you're going to go? Uh, you're going to go.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really want to. It's hard for me to believe that he would be overlooked, but but he would be because of these other options. I mean, yeah, he will still be rostered, of course, but it would be less so than usual. I mean... And people hate the Steelers' offense right now. People hate the Steelers' offense. The matchup is is great, for one, at home against Detroit. But if, you know, we don't have Claypool and already no Juju, yeah, I think, yeah, I would have interest in Deontay for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I just, I, I think I love Metcalf so much this week. And if Godwin doesn't play Evans at 6,900, it's hard to get there, but I mean, in a, in a tournament, that's, that's a good reason to do it for a guy that you got to think Deontay
2: is going to get to 12 targets this
1: week. I mean, yeah, it just I, has you to, know, it ha- almost has to work out that way.
2: Yeah. And I agree. Although I would rank him behind Evans and Metcalf. Um, I me still think he's a great option though. Um,
1: Uh, And then we talked about Michael Pittman. He's 6,300, you know, just rolling right now. Wentz is playing well. We talked about the Wentz-Pittman stack, you know, works really nicely. Uh, Pittman has four touchdowns last three weeks. Jacksonville's 30th in the NFL in yards per target. Like it just, it just works really well too. I think that Pittman at 6,300 is, is very playable, very involved uh, for what what you get there.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Not much to add. Great upside, great matchup. Makes sense to pair him with Wentz. Yep. So a couple of play in that in that Wentz game, just because we're right there.
1: Um, Colts defense in the last five weeks. I just want to read these off to you real quick. Elijah Moore, seven for 84 and two touchdowns. Week before that, AJ Brown 10 for 155 and a touchdown. Week before that, seven for a hundred and a touchdown to Debo Samuel in the rain. Week before that, nine eighty-nine to Brandon Cooks. Week before that, nine one twenty-five and two touchdowns to Hollywood Brown. This Colts defense is getting thrashed by uh by receivers you could pick the right one uh marvin jones is 5800 uh, i don't love marvin jones he's under 35 yards for last five but man if you want to come with a run back i think that's the one i do at 5800 he he's pricey enough that i don't think anybody's gonna play him at 5800 i don't think anybody wants to click marvin jones for that price but this cold secondary is getting thrashed right now
2: yeah you're right uh I've, i am i want to play a jacksonville receiver for all the reasons that you've said yeah. it's just It's so hard to pick, you know, I I've tried with Chenault, you know, I brought him up a couple of weeks ago. It's risky. I mean, Agnew has been catching touchdowns uh, or he caught one touchdown. Sorry. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, 5,800 is a lot for a Jacksonville receiver. So I like it because no one is going to roster him. Uh, And it makes sense because Indy's been, you know, getting shredded by these receivers, and it should be a great game script for Jacksonville having to pass. I'm just, I'm just gonna play Dan Arnold if I'm gonna run back a, a Jacksonville guy. Uh, but I, but I, I, I mean, I, I understand it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think he'll be very off the radar with all the options we talked about. I don't think anybody's gonna want to click that 1500. But uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a good spot. It's a good game script, and I think that uh, I'll probably get there in in a couple of lineups. Uh, not a lot down here. Otherwise, in the in the fives and fours. Uh, Jerry Judy had eight targets last week at 5,300 for uh, for the Broncos, but they, you know, with Tim Patrick more involved with Noah Fant back, that passing tree gets spread out even more and more. But I, I do like Judy as a from a talent standpoint at 5,300. I think is playable. Uh, we mentioned Elijah Moore. we were talking about him uh, thrashing the Colts. He's 4,700. Um, he had he was six for six, the week before that, so it's not a one week flash. I really liked uh, Moore last week, you know, and showdowns and 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 season long. I had some I had some Elijah Moore. His targets last week are six, six and eight. It should be trailing the whole game to Buffalo. So I think that's, that's playable at 4,700.
2: Yeah. um, Sorry. I just wanted to make uh, just, are you, are you putting,
1: are you, are you putting Marvin Jones in all your lamps right
2: now? So you were distracted. No, no. But (laughs) um, a point that I didn't bring up about Marvin Jones, you're likely going to use him on run backs with Wentz. So Wentz is $2,000 cheaper than Josh Allen. So playing, so rostering Marvin Jones is like rostering Josh Allen with a $3,800 receiver. Yeah. But if you use Wentz, you can have a $5,800 receiver. So the salary, like, essentially ends up being a little bit cheaper if he's in a cheaper overall stack. So, yeah, um, it, you know, it's more viable, uh, I guess. Um, as far as the other cheap options you mentioned, yeah, I, I think Judy's all right. Um Cole Beasley and Landry seem OK. Uh, they, they get a lot of targets um, for tournaments. They probably need to get into the end zone. Um, I don't know the, the Jets guys. Sorry, I was I was thinking about uh, the, the Marvin Jones point. I didn't hear who you mentioned. Do you like uh, any of the guys in the 4K range?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get jump under forty five hundred. We talked I just talked about Elijah Moore real quick, but that was it. Under, under forty five hundred, yeah. Under forty five hundred. Uh, obviously, Tyler Johnson is in this mix. If he, if if Godwin and and Brown don't play, Brown's not going to play. But if Godwin doesn't play, um, even if Godwin does play and Gronk doesn't, I think Tyler Johnson could still be playable at thirty three hundred. But some other names down here. Um, Deontay Harris with the Saints is four thousand. He had fifteen targets the last two weeks in that offense. Um, Trevor Simeon is going to start again, and he has uh, Deontay Harris has thirteen targets from Simeon to lead the team when Trevor Simeon's been playing. So clearly, Simeon and Deontay have something together. I don't know if they played, you know, in the second squad together, or practice, whatever it may be. They clearly have some sort of connection there. He hasn't done a lot with those targets, but he's very involved in four thousand in a game where Tennessee's probably going to score some points. Uh, you know, we hope. But you mentioned the Saints games are kind of gross, but um, playable at four thousand. Uh, if you wanted to go at a cheap option in this Green Bay Seattle game, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is thirty five hundred. He's back. Rogers is back. Always a good thing for him. Can always hit a big play. And the last guy I want to mention, we talked about Deontay Johnson, but if uh, assuming Claypool does not play, uh, James Washington uh, ghost from the past. a guy that we thought was going to be good a couple of years ago is 3,500. He's now played 34 and 41 snaps last two weeks. Last week he had three targets, but it was one for 42. He's kind of a big play guy. If they can get him going, we know Deontay Johnson they're going to hit, uh, you know, underneath a lot of shorter routes. Um, but he was he was four for sixty nine to five targets in week four when he played forty nine snaps. It is a it is a risky play that could be a zero. But like I think James Washington, if he gets six or seven targets with Claypool out, could be very uh, very interesting at thirty five hundred.
2: Uh, yeah, that's who I was going to mention, and that's where I would go under four k. Okay. It does it does seem like Claypool is going to be out. I don't know, you know, it's only Friday, but yeah, I think yeah, I think he's um, going to be out too. Yeah, so James Washington thirty five hundred big play upside uh, yeah, that's where I would go. Um, we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Michael Gallup is 4k. That's okay too. I mean, it's tough to know he's been, he's been out for so long. I don't know if I'd expect too much, but he's only 4k. Um, but yeah, Washington is the guy I was thinking of. And then again, this might be, this is another one of those 150 things, or maybe if you make a lot of lineups, but it's McLeod on the Steelers as well. I mean, he, it's tough to know the roles of these guys, but I liked what I seen from McLeod and how they use him in different ways as well. And I mean, you don't have to do much for three K there's, there's touchdown upside in that matchup for Pittsburgh against Detroit. Um, So yeah, Washington would be the guy uh, who I like most in that range though.
1: It's really fun to say Ray Ray as you're rooting for him too. It's a great, great name to root for. I love it. Um, let's talk tight ends real quick we mentioned kyle pitts earlier i think will be popular although you know not cheap at 5800 but i think in a in a a run back in that game a lot of people will play him um i like going a little bit cheaper uh if you're gonna if you're gonna spend up at at tight end, i actually like going a little bit cheaper than pitts i really like tj hawkinson this week at pittsburgh he's 5500 he's clearly a you know good game script they should be trailing the steelers he's clearly the number one target of the team you look at his last three weeks 11, 9, and 11 targets of 24 catches. It's been kind of quiet because he hasn't scored, but, like, they are using the crap out of him right now.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. Pitts and Hawkinson are who I would spend for. Um, and then after that, I think I'd go all the way down to Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Um, We were just talking about the Steelers and, you know, having Claypool out and, and Ebron. Oh, I see that Ebron, Ebron's back. Okay, so, you know. Still that
1: isn't that, is, that, is, that doesn't scare me that
2: much right i was yeah. it doesn't scare me but you know he he had been out when Muth has been having these big games but yeah um pittsburgh's so short at receiver and the matchup is great um so yeah i like both tight ends in that game
1: Yeah, Muth um, has 20 targets the last three weeks like they've been they've been using him a bunch three touchdowns i mean every i know everybody had the two touchdown game uh you know last week in the, in the showdown but um he's second on the team to Claypool and end zone targets like i just I, at 3900 i think that, that works too it's just you know you mentioned Dan Arnold a couple of times like him or Dan Arnold both you know involved enough that they under 4000 work really well
2: yeah uh fryer ruth and dan arnold are who i'm targeting in that under 4000 range um uh, but i also like i mentioned when we were talking about the stacks i think seals jones is still in play if you're if you're targeting that game and i also think jared cook jared cook's price just never goes up uh, I, I think he's in play too he just he makes a lot of sense in those Herbert stacks. he's still seeing targets and he he has touchdown upside too. um so I think a lot of three k tight ends you can play. and then, I assume I assume seals Jones for you is only if Logan Thomas doesn't play right? Ooh, actually, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I did not see that. Absolutely, that's only if Logan Thomas doesn't play. Um, he, he we, and we don't know yet. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely
1: worth mentioning. Seals Jones. It sounds like Thomas practiced Monday, but it was like sore. It's something we don't, we don't know now. But I mean, and maybe he's on a snap count. I just, I think, I, I think he'd have to be out for me to play Seals Jones too. though.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I got gotta make that clear. Logan Thomas has to be out to play Seals Jones. I mean, if Logan Thomas was active, I'd consider Logan Thomas, but I, w- I wouldn't consider Seals Jones then.
1: yeah, I, I think that's that that's where I fall into it. Mean, Logan Thomas is four thousand. so that's a good point. If he does play and you want to run back against the against the Bucks and he looks healthy,
2: um,
1: I'd have to hear some notes that he's not like, you know, on a full snap count, but I mean, that's one of those things you gotta check on, you know Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, any like super cheap tight ends? you mentioned O j Howard earlier. you mentioned Cameron Bright. Um, I think those are the guys that I had too. If uh, if Gronk doesn't play that are usable, I think it'd probably go Howard just I think he's Howard's a little more you know upside to make a big play than, than Brady does all their, their touch on equity is probably the same. You know, it could work either way. Brady'll throw it to anybody down there. But um that was kind of all I had under three thousand. Was there anybody else that you, you could punt at tight end?
2: Yeah, and no, not for me. Um, yeah. And I those guess, guys are
1: cheap enough that you don't need you don't need another option. I mean, those guys are so cheap. Yeah, as
2: well as. I'll probably just play a guy in the 3K range. I mean, if you if you really want somebody, I mean, P- Parham has three touchdowns in his last yep. five games. He's seen two or three targets a game. They they like him by the goal line, but again, I I'd rather just get up to that three k range.
1: Yeah, I'd probably just like I, I I you never know in the end zone there. But I'd probably just play Cook instead at thirty two. Yeah, me is, too. But. Yeah, need to. What about uh, what about defense this week? I'm gonna let you go first. I, I I had a good run of defense going. I finally struck out last week with Dallas. They did have four sacks, but uh, they got thrashed by Denver. So I did not did not do well on the defensive side. So where I you know I, I really picked quarterback and running back well last week, but uh, defense was not one of them. Where are you going? There's two under three thousand that I like, but I want to hear where you're going first.
2: Yeah, there's two under three thousand that I like too. All right. um, first one's the Titans uh, at home against. Uh, The Saints. I don't know. I'm always gonna like a decent home defense that's going up against Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. And Kamara's banged up, so there's really not much else to say for that one. And then um, I'll take the Browns too. Um, Miles Garrett and that that defense against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, Mac Jones has been good, but you know, uh, Brown Browns are Browns are always an okay option. Let me see. Hold on. I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned Browns last week against Cincinnati, and they terrorized Joe Burrow and put up a touchdown, 18 fantasy points. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, they had what? They had five sacks against uh, against Burrow. That was in three turnovers. That was an impressive week of defense. Uh, I lied. I had three under 3,000. You did name two of them. Uh, Tennessee's probably my favorite one down here. You look at like what they've done against good quarterbacks, and they sack, they sacked Stafford five times, Mahomes four times, Josh Allen three times. They have faced the gauntlet right now. They must be really fired up to face uh, Trevor Simeon. Finally, a guy that's not an elite Hall of Fame level quarterback. Um, they faced eight turnover or forced eight turnovers last week against these good players. Like I like what Tennessee's doing right now. Their defense is really rolling. Um, I-, I like that one a lot. You, know, you mentioned the Saints. You're probably going to run the ball out. Not going to make a lot of mistakes. which Is probably the only the only downside there. But I, I do think they're going to they're going to sack uh, get after Semyon pretty well, and maybe Taysom Hill will come in and throw a pick six for us. Um, the only other one I like down here is at 2700. I think Philly is playable at Denver, mostly because Denver just you know allows a ton of sacks. They've allowed multiple sacks every game all year this week, and that's why I like Dallas. Last week didn't work, but Dallas did have four sacks. Like it's not like uh, you know Denver protected Bridgewater all that well. So I think Philly Philly's a really up-and-down defense. Like, some weeks they're huge, some weeks they're terrible. Um, so always some risk with them. But 2,700 I, I think is playable there. Just think you, you kind of get that – they're going to get three or four sacks and then you, you hope the turnovers kind of come on top of that. But um, Philly, Cleveland, Tennessee, I think are the three I'm going to have on most teams. If you want to get up a little bit, you know, I think people will play Arizona against Carolina facing P.J. Walker. Um, you know, Indy against Jacksonville, 3,700 uh, against Trevor Lawrence. You know, always you know, prone to some mistakes there. So I think that they're – they're playable but i think uh i think the guys the, the teams under 3000 i like almost as much so i'll probably just go there this week
2: yeah i agree um yeah nothing to add really uh there's nothing that like stands out too much at the top and yeah those those options under 3k seem just as good
1: beautiful Well, I think we kind of hit everybody. Uh, I went a little bit long, but hopefully people uh, enjoy listening. So that's not a problem. Anybody else you want to talk about? Any other thoughts on your mind before we jump out of here for unbelievably, we're at week 10 of the NFL season. Yeah, no,
2: I don't think so. I think we covered a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it should be a fun week. I think you know picking the right running back this week is going to be uh, really important. There's a lot of plays, and you know as you as you dive into it, you know find that little edge and, and find guys you like. But I think there's a lot of guys that are playable, which to me are always are uh, always really fun weeks. So. Uh I'm going to let you and Smokey the Cat uh, finish your discussion offline because you guys are clearly <laughs> doing some bonding there in the chat room. But I want to thank everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. I know we kind of – we talk and joke around a lot, but you know everybody that listens, uh, we do really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's it's really fun that we're able to do this. And obviously, uh, you listening is a big part of that. If you could please rate or review the podcast if you enjoyed listening to us, it uh, helps people find the podcast. goes a long way towards helping us out in a lot of different ways. So really appreciate that. Um, Ryan, if you want to follow him on Twitter, is uh, Ryan, last name, B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A, I am Scott Jensen. His last name is J E N S T A D. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you know we'll probably have some more thoughts. As some of these injury things, uh, we'll uh, we'll clarify a little bit uh, today and tomorrow. Um, you know, especially in Cleveland with Chubb and in Tampa Bay with Godwin, uh, a lot of guys that uh, are, are questionable that will determine a lot of what we do in lineup. So if you want to hit us up on there, talk about how we're building as we as we get that news. Uh, definitely do so. Other than that, hope everybody has a fantastic week ten. We're we'll back at you next Friday
2: with Week Eleven. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.